Living Life with Dr. William Baker. I'm your host, Dr. William Baker, and this week we're going to talk about Satan. Uh, specifically, I'm going to go over a book I read uh, called The Spirit of Python by Jensen Franklin. Uh, he's a pretty popular pastor, um, has several churches, uh, but talking about the book. The Spirit of Python by Jensen Franklin. It's an excellent book that speaks to the reader outside of the normal church conversation. Uh, Franklin uses a unique perspective to pull the reader into his message by introducing Satan as a literal snake, Python to be exact. Along with unraveling the mysteries of a python and how they can squeeze the spiritual life out of you, he also speaks to life lessons that teach you how to defend and beat back Satan and his demons from your life. Um, early on, I will say uh, this is a book. Um, it's not expensive, but maybe something you would uh, entertain reading. It will help you uh, definitely understand how Satan can uh, get into your life and um, things you can do to uh, defend yourself from it. Uh, Franklin divides his book into logical sections that have a flow from one to another. As Franklin reveals his strategy throughout the book, he is careful to weave all the sections together in a cohesive work. The first section of the book is dedicated to the identification of the enemy. The second section of the book outlines what the enemy intends to do. The third and final section of the book um, it's a lateral, literal plan, you know, that, that if you followed it, you will fight back and remove the enemy from your daily life. Uh, Satan's characterized as a python within the work. As Satan is explained as such, a logical sense formed around the argument. Jensen begins by telling the story of his youth when a black snake invaded his family's hen house and was eating eggs, and then it would slither away to his snake hole. A python's rather fitting description of Satan in the, uh, you know, the Bible called him an ancient serpent. Uh, Satan tends to slither into our lives, unbeknownst to us. He slowly works his way in, and when we notice there's a snake around us, we're either really close to it or we've been bitten already. Uh, in the case of a python, it would wrap itself around us and restrict our breathing. A python's but one type of snake. And Franklin goes on to associate different types of demons with different types of snake, noting that they have different abilities and powers. You know, the snakes are different and the demons are different that infect our lives. What Franklin points out in the book is very crucial to understanding Satan and his demons. Satan doesn't want us to know that he's entered our lives and is interfering with our spiritual relationship with God. If it was obvious that Satan was entering our lives, we would immediately take action to remove him. So Satan wants to use stealth and enter our lives so he can disrupt and weaken us. Franklin's book laid out some very clear attack strategies that Satan would use. We have to look at the entirety of our lives to understand potential attack vectors that the devil can use to enter. Satan could enter our lives through a promotion at work. Promotion, while usually being a positive indicator of our performance at work, could be used as a distractor by taking away from our home life. The new position may require us to spend more time in the office and potentially change the hours one works. This could interfere with us going to church, studying the Bible, decreasing our time for prayer, 
and many other things that lessen our time we use to grow spiritually and closer to God. So we have all that time, you know, that we're learning, that we're developing a much more mature relationship with God, and now Satan's throwing a roadblock in there. You know, early in the book, Franklin touches on a topic which seemed out of place for me, um, which was tithing. At first, it seemed like tithing didn't belong in the book. It seemed just out of place. Uh, the more I thought about tithing and its place in our relationship with God, I found it more appropriate, though. You know, tithing involves our faith and trust in God and what God has and is providing for us and allowing us to do. You know, God lets us do what we do. Without God, we wouldn't be doing that. In the case above, with the promotion, the person in question would get a larger paycheck. You know, got the promotion, maybe, maybe not from Satan. You know, um, one might not increase your tithing. You're not going to give any more, you know, to the church if, if Satan really worked our way into our lives. You know, if depending on how we earned our promotion and stuff, um, depending on how it interferes with our lives. You know, this indicates that, you know, we didn't need God's help, which is exactly what Satan wants us to think. You know, God didn't help us get the promotion, right? So we don't have to thank God, but that's what Satan wants. Satan can give you things to help you prosper in this earth, but it's not for your benefit. It's to draw you further from God and the relationship that one has with God. In the case of tithing, this means to show our faith and trust in God and support the church and the mission. If everyone stopped tithing, how long would the church exist? You know, it's going to go out of business. It doesn't have to make a lot of money, but it has to make a profit. It has to be able to pay its bills, keep its light on, pay the pastor. You know, some other um, expenses with the church. Church does have expenses. Now that we know Satan, you know, could be involved in getting that promotion, would you change your decision, you know, if you were offered a promotion like that? Have you thought about the impact of that promotion and how it's going to affect you? You know, Franklin's book does a good job of making you think about your life and how Satan can disrupt you. Obvious things you would not associate with the devil or his demons. You know, it doesn't have to be the devil. It could just be a minor demon, you know, trying to muck things up in your life. You don't want that. You know, Franklin in this book does a wonderful job of describing how we can rid ourselves of Satan the demons that have entered our lives, and strengthening, preventing future attacks. The first thing we can do to strengthen our lives spiritually is, is use prayer. It's, you know, it's a powerful tool. Prayer is a powerful tool that can be used to remove Satan and demons from our lives. Now, I'm associating prayer with a tool at this point to illustrate what anyone who uses tools know. You cannot use start using a tool and expect to be an expert, you know, using that tool the first time you use it. If, if it's prayer, you're going to be saying, oh, well, how do I pray? You know, it takes a lot less practice to become skilled at using a tool. Prayer is the same way. Once you become skilled at it, it, it doesn't take a lot of practice. You just know how to do it. You know, prayer should not be something we're doing because we have, have it on the calendar and it's, you know, our prayer. Time to start praying. You know, it should be part of who we are. It's more than just having prayer time. It is part of our core being. It's how we build up political currency with God. Prayer is an integral 
prayer is integral in building and strengthening our relationship with God. It also helps our strengthen our faith in God. You know, we learn. We we're talking to God. We should be talking to God. Faith is another tool we use to remove the wickedness from our lives and strengthen our relationships with God. You know, Franklin tells us that there's levels of faith. I again associate faith as a tool. Based on what Franklin describes as levels of faith, it seems appropriate. As one becomes more experienced with a tool, they move through the levels from apprentice to mastery. We also have to praise God in our daily lives. The book describes numerous situations in which people cannot sleep and have difficulty in their lives due to issues such as health, debt, family, and many other daily experiences that bring stress, discord, and other negativity into our lives. These things are a normal part of life, but take on a new toxicity when Satan and his demons use them. As, as we just said, what is important, they are a natural part of life but they take on a different level of toxicity when Satan and his demons use them. We have to remember to bring God into all life situations and give him praise. When we bring God in and start praising him daily in daily life, one thing's clear. The burden we feel seems to lighten and the stress we feel lessens. Something is removed. We now begin to see light at the end of the tunnel in what we thought were once situations in which we had no idea how to handle them. You know, we know we can make it through our daily situations, you know, one day at a time, and God is there with us. We need to remember we're not doing this on our own. God is with us and has never left us. We simply need to recognize he's still there and give him praise he deserves. But we don't only need to practice and praise him in times of difficulties, we need to strengthen our relationship with God and praise him in our daily lives when things are going right. You know, if we're not doing it when we're going right, how can we say that that is a part of who we are? And when things don't go right, how are we going to know what to do if we're not doing it? What the book, book points out are key points that every believer needs to know. How many ministries and churches go into depth on the ways Satan and his demons will try to enter your life? Believers need to know how to evaluate the people around them and determine if they need to remain in their lives. That's correct. It could be family members. It could be work associates. Some people you call friends. Are they really your friends or are they roadblocks that maybe Satan's put there and, and you could get to you know, advance so much more. They, they want you to not have a relationship with God. You know, believers need to know where these entry points are since some of the entry points don't even resonate in our minds as a method the devil would use to enter our lives. We have to be able to recognize when our prayer life's in jeopardy. Why are we not praying as much as we used to? Has something interfered with your prayer life? We have to recognize when our faith is weakened. Why is, why is our faith weakened? Are we not reading the Bible enough? Are we not praying enough? Are we not talking to God enough, putting enough faith in God? What's changed in our lives that's caused our faith to weaken? Are we still giving praise to God? 
some need to determine if they're giving enough praise to God or if they should be increasing their praise to God. You know, these are topics I believe that should be discussed more in depth in churches and spiritual discussions. Unfortunately, a lot of the churches I go to, um, I've been to, um, and and there. Before I even say that, there is an issue in a lot of places where a lot of small churches are, are going away. You know, there's pastors out there wondering why they can't get new parishioners. Well, your message is stale. You know, do you still have that faith? Do you still have that energy? You know, do you still have that charisma, belief in God? Like you did, you know, when you started and the, and the world was on fire and you had that energy. Sometimes, and a lot, it's really a lot of times, churches tend to stagnate. You know, they need a breath of fresh life. They need new ideas. And the pastors, preachers, reverend, ministers that are out there, they don't want to stray from what they know. They're uncomfortable about changing anything they, oh no this is this is it this is laid in stone no it's not nothing's laid in stone yeah but the book that uh mr franklin wrote i believe you know i felt it was well written um and it lays a solid foundation for help helping one understand a spiritual you know what a spiritual attack might look like and what you could do to free yourself from that spiritual attack more than understanding an attack and freeing yourself from attack, the book outlines what you can do to strengthen yourself. So it's more difficult for the enemy, in this case Satan, to find entry points of attack. Understanding the power of prayer, faith, and praise are keys to strengthening and further building one's relationship with God. Now, I said we were going to talk briefly about Satan, uh, and, and we have. We talked about this book. Um, it's, a, it's actually a very good resource, and... You know, if you have time, please read it. Um, go to your library. You might be able to find it online. Again, it's The Spirit of Python by Jensen Franklin. And um, it, it is a very good book. There's a lot of other resources out there that talk about Satan and the demons and how they get into your life. And, and this is just one tool you can use to give you an awareness. Um, it's important as Christians that we have uh, this awareness in our lives. Most of the time we don't. And if we want to live better quality lives, we really need to evaluate the lives that we're living, the, the things and people around us. And, you know, you wouldn't think a promotion um, would be a good example, but, but it really is. You know, it, it involves you as a person and it doesn't involve other people. And, you know, are you going to take it or you're not? Is it going to change things in your life, you know, you, you've got to look at things like that. How's it going to impact me? Okay. There's a benefit is, you know, if you've got pluses and minus minuses, the plus is, you know, you're going to get a promotion. You're going to have more money, maybe a little more authority at work, maybe not, but you know, okay, that's the plus. What is the minus? Oh, but now I have to work Sundays. Oh, but now I got to, you know, I got to work Wednesdays when I go to church in, in the evenings and I can't do that anymore. So then what does your Christian life look like? How much time are you reading your Bible? How much time are you praying? How much time are you getting that spiritual connection with fellow Christians? 
you have to question that. And that'll help you build yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, um, and make you a better Christian. So that's ultimately what we want to do here. You know, give you information, let you make the informed decision for yourself. You know, I, we can't force you to do it. Um, you know, your life is your life. So I want to thank you for taking the time to listen today. Um, it is a good book. If you got time to go out there and get it. Um, if you have any questions, please let us know. And I appreciate you for listening to Christian Life with Dr. William Baker this week. And you have a blessed day.